Hello everyone, it's management. I'm, I'm like, you know what? I have so much to say, I might as well. Why waste time? Because who knows? Like, who knows? Because I'm one of those people that I get the steam, <laughs> like Thomas, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't wanna do this anymore. So while I'm, while I'm in the mood, <laughs> not in that way, I'm like, you know what, let me just do this. But um, this time I would like to, this, I would like to talk about my background so you can get to know me as the podcast goes on. So I, I come from a West African background and I came to the United States when I was three years old, and I don't remember anything from the continent, so don't ask me anything. People be trying to ask me, like, oh, you remember Africa? No, no. And there's no way for me to remember Africa. Africa is a continent, not a country, but I get what people were saying, but still, no. I do not, I do not remember Africa. I did go and visit as an adult, but it was only two weeks, so I can't even tell you much. I can tell you a lot, actually, but this actually, the reason for this podcast is because the the the, the question is, am I less of myself or am I not fully within my culture or the culture if I don't speak the language? And what I mean is growing up, um, um, I grew up in a, I guess you would say bilingual home. So my father spoke French and English fluently, by the way, but he never taught us French. We always asked, we'd be like, can you please teach us? Can you please? That man said, no, that's just him. And um, also he spoke his, our tribal language. And as well as my mom, she spoke her tribal language, which was two of them. Plus, she spoke English as well. And I always found it hard because it's like I listen to the music. They're both English and French. I love it. I understand a little bit of words, but I didn't really have the problem until I started getting older. And when I met other people... So they're called like, um, so by the way, an Anglophone country is a country that speaks English and a Francophone country is a country that speaks French. And then I think a Hispanophone is a country that speaks Spanish. And then, or I guess, this is what Google said. Don't, don't chastise me. And then a um, Lusophone, if I'm saying it right, is a country that speaks Portuguese. So those are like the four languages on the continent. Yes, there is a continent, a country, my bad, in Africa that speaks Spanish, known as Equatorial Guinea. They're the only country that speaks Spanish. They're right on the border, uh, right down on the curve of Africa, uh, uh, beside Cameroon and Gabon. And if you don't know where those countries are, then you might as well grab a map. It's a very small country. I think the capital is Malabo, but yes, they speak Spanish. Now, I don't know if if they speak like, I, I would imagine, you know, having a friend from there and hearing the mutes, they don't speak like, 
what you think in Spaniard Spanish. Definitely don't sound like the Caribbeans and definitely don't sound like the Latin Americans in South America, but it's still Spanish, you know, still the basic concept of Spanish. But for me, it's just I hung out with anybody if you're African and we vibe, you know, and one thing is uh, we will hang out. But one problem is that I don't speak French. I don't speak French, and majority of the continent does speak French, as well as English. Those are the two major languages, of course. And I feel like it's so hard to hang with the French-speaking Africans because it's like they're in a little clique. They're in a little group. And from my personal opinion, I've always felt hostility from them. I feel like they've always been hostile towards me because I don't speak it. And for a fact, you just know when somebody's gossiping about you or looking at you wrong. You don't need to understand a language. You know, it's called nonverbal communication. You can just feel it in your heart, especially if you gossip about people. So you know for a fact when somebody's gossiping about you. And the fact that they would be so harsh towards me, and like I said, this is from my own personal experience. I've only had like, I have a couple of friends who are. Uh, from uh, French-speaking nations and honestly have no problems. And I always tell one of my good friends, I always tell her, I said, you are like one of the few French-speaking Africans that I have no problems with. You took me in. We've been good friends for years now. But the rest of them, you know, even one time she tried to introduce me to her friends on campus. She might not remember, but to me, they were acting so hostile. Like, they knew where I was from. And that country as well, you know, spoke French. But the fact that I didn't speak it, it was like a disrespect to them. But at the end of the day, I was confused as to why French-speaking Africans go so hard for French. When, let's be honest, French is not native to the continent. French is a European language. So I never understood why they have so much pride in that. Not saying French is a bad language or something but let's be honest that's not your native language and one thing a conversation has always came up when I was growing up as well as uh I heard this from my father who I said is bilingual he would say that when you meet people from the continent who are from these French-speaking countries you know such as Cameroon, Burkina Faso, Ivory Coast, Mali, um, Senegal I think they might speak it in the Gambia I'm not sure the first thing, when you be like, what language do you speak? The first thing they will say is French. And I'm like, I'm, I thought I was the only one who noticed that. And I bet other people noticed that too. So they will always be like, oh, I speak French. And I'm like, what about your tribal language? Now, I don't speak my tribal language, and I'll get to that. But it's like, why, is, why are you so hyped to say French is your first thing? And it's like a lot of them don't even know their tribal language, but yet they know French. And you can take that as if I'm attacking you. It is what it is. But I feel like if, like, me and you are speaking, of course, we're, like, in the U.S., and I say, oh, what language do you speak? And uh, clearly we're speaking in English, whether you have an accent or you pronounce things a little different or emphasize things different. It's still English, okay? We're still having a conversation. I don't be like, oh, yeah, I speak English. Like, No, if you be like, is that the only language you speak, then fine. But, you know, but the fact that some of them will look at me and have looked at me funny because I said I don't speak French is like, 
I'm sorry, I didn't know that's an obligation. I didn't know that was native to the continent. I mean, now it's a thing immersed with the African culture, but it's not native to the continent. It's not indigenous if we're being authentic. French is not an African language. Whether they mixed it with their uh, their own dialect, which some people call Creole or Pidgin, that does not mean that French is native to the African continent. Same for English. So I don't think that we should be so hyped to make other people feel bad that they don't speak it. You know, people always try to act like I'm less of um, an Ivorian because I don't speak French. And it's like, okay, Ivory Coast isn't sending me a check every month. You know, I respect the country. I respect the culture. But you're not going to make me feel bad because I grew up in the United States. You know, it's not like I met you on a transition flight. Me and you both met on U.S. soil. And what do you expect? And when I tell you my backstory, I came here at the age of three. How do you, you know? And I tried. I tried to ask my dad, can you please teach us? Because I love culture and things like that. And he just refused to because that's just him. So I don't feel like I should get ridiculed, you know, for not speaking French. And this happened multiple occasions. This happened from men and women, mainly people uh, my age, of course. I really don't have a problem with the older ones. They're normally like aunties and uncles. But yeah, mainly people my age. And they've made me feel bad. they really made me feel bad a couple of times because it's like, it's something I can't control. It's not my fault, you know, that I grew up, uh, I guess, in the United States, an English-speaking country, you know. And we didn't go to France like some people did. You know, it is what it is. We were destined to come to the U.S., and so we're here. And I feel like it's not fair. People always, you know, people will disown people or try to make people feel bad. Like, oh, you know, you're from Ivory Coast, you're from Cameroon, but you don't speak French, you don't speak the language. And it's like, no, I feel like you should probably go harder to be like, oh, you don't speak your tribal language, you know, you don't speak uh, Fula, you don't speak Mandingo, you don't speak uh, Va, you don't speak Bantu. Uh, Zulu, that that makes more sense. But for people to get ridiculed because they don't speak English or French, it's like, okay? Like, are you serious? Don't, I feel like, I just feel like that's so dumb. And it seems like it's a little um, low-boiling war, not war, but like tension. Let me not use the word, word war. Tension between the Anglophone Africans and the um, the francophone africans and cameroon is like a great example where there's a lot of beef between who's gonna own the capital who's gonna own the country you know like why can't it be sort of like canada where the official language is french and english you know why does it have to be i guess people said it is but it's like why are y'all fighting over that i don't feel like that's something that they should be fighting over because to me it seems like y'all just fighting over who speaks the best colonized language who speaks it the best and I mean you can say oh I'm it's a reach but it's really not it's really not because you and I both know French and English are not native to the African continent it was brought there you know for whatever way you learned it through history it was brought there and the people for years have perfected it into their own and it's nothing wrong with that but for nations to be fighting over language and I know it's more than that but language at the core, to me, it just, it blows me because I feel like it's so dumb and it's so petty 
and people are going to get hurt, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, within these nations because someone wants to argue, oh, yeah. And same and language overall has caused a lot of issues, language, tribalism, a bunch of stuff. But for this, from my personal experience, I feel like I've felt a lot of hostility from Francophone or French-speaking Africans. I don't know why. Because, it's like once again, it's not their language. you clearly in the U.S. learning English. So how are you going to make me feel bad? I'm not making you feel bad for learning English. You know, do what you can. If that's the country you're in, adjust. Because clearly French is not a dominant language in the U.S. But it's like, don't make me feel bad when we're having a conversation. And you're like, oh, are you, you know, like, apart from that one friend I spoke about earlier, a lot of them have made me feel bad. And other people as well have, have experienced that. They have. It's like they look at you some type of way, like like you have some type of spell on you or just something bad about you because, oh, you don't speak French, but you're from Cameroon or you're from Burkina Faso or you're from Ivory Coast. And it's like, so I'm not obligated. And um, I don't even speak my tribal language, like I was saying earlier. Again, I asked my dad. I wanted to learn. I heard it. I probably know like one or two words, but it's hard. I went back to visit, and they were speaking it around me, and I couldn't pick up one word. And I know they were gossiping, and I was just sitting there like a dummy because there's nothing I can say. But, yeah, I don't know if it's too late for me to learn. I probably try to pick up the basic, mainly gossiping words, you know, like, but for the most part, I'm not going to stress myself trying to learn it because it's really hard to learn a language as you hit your, as you get older overall. Like when you're probably a toddler, newborn, that's like the best time to learn a language. But once you start getting older, you already establish yourself, where you live, your culture, it's, it's very hard. That's why I struggled a lot um, learning Spanish. I took Spanish for probably like five, six years. And still, I only know the basic. You know, and for me, the insecurity is the fact that I never practice it. That's why I'm not fluent in it and I don't have the accent. So for me, it always makes me feel uncomfortable because clearly I'll call it American Spanish because it's not the authentic one. I don't have the authentic accent and I cannot roll the R's and all that stuff. Plus the grammar, whew, the grammar is a lot if you ever took Spanish or French or any language for that matter from middle school, high school. Maybe I should have started earlier, Maybe I shouldn't, but I'm here trying to learn. I'm here, you know, I had to learn. I mean, my country spoke English, but I had to learn American English. And then I also grew up learning French music. So it was very confusing growing up. Overall, I loved it, but it was like, which one do you speak? Of course, when you're in school, you speak American English. But then when you get home, you hear a lot of French-speaking artists, you know, getting played on the TV. And you want to comprehend what they're saying you see the music videos you're trying to put pieces together and it's just like you can't even till now I can say I can probably sing the entire song in French but I will I would not know what they're saying you know and that's the crazy thing but I would advise if you do want to learn a language from me since I'm an audio learner sometimes visual I'll say both you music that's all I can say, music. I've learned so many languages and so many phrases through music. So just go on YouTube, just search the country, search the language, 
Like, you'll find an artist. Just keep going. I do that a lot of times. Like, you just run through an entire country's catalog that's on YouTube, and you will find one artist that you like. And you probably listen to more music, and then they'll suggest other things. And before you know it, you know Portuguese or a little bit of it. And it's like you're not even learning it for people. You're learning it for yourself. You're learning it because you want to because you don't want to be ignorant. Because you don't want people to think, oh, you're just, you're so ignorant. And I'm not saying because you don't speak their language that you're ignorant, but you, by listening to their music, you watch the videos, you see them, you see how they interpret stuff in their country, the beats, which is different from what you're used to. It teaches you by our culture. You know, watching music videos, even from other African nations, I understand their culture more. Plus, I take my time and I Google and I do research on their culture just because I want to. Not because somebody's telling me to. Not because it's an assignment, because, but it's because I want to. Because it's a passion. So if you have that same passion for international relations or whatever it is, music. Start with music. That is the best uh, gateway into learning someone's culture. And you go from there. And um, you can do interviews. A lot of interviews have subtitles nowadays. They have translators. You can do things like that. Overall, you're going to run into the same languages. And then there's also going to be languages that you probably will not run into. Now, there's like English, French, Spanish. Um, they come up a lot. And then, and then you know, you get more to the tribal languages, the um, Asian languages, the uh, more lost languages. Some are written. Some are oral. So things like that. But overall, I don't feel like people, anybody should make you feel bad because you're from a culture, but you don't speak the language or you don't practice, you don't practice the custom all the way. Because if you're in a different country, there's no way you're going to be able to practice the custom down to a T, no matter how much you try. You know, you can eat your cultural food, but it might be processed because you're living in, say, the United States. You know, so it's still, it don't, it's not going to taste authentic or 100% the same because you're not in your country eating it. You know, your dance style and, you know, you have, you, the music is playing and stuff like that, but you might not have the clothes that you're supposed to wear because how are you going to get it shipped from your country? So don't let anybody f- make you feel bad because you, you know, you don't, you're not all the way into your culture and their definition. You don't speak it. Because I've also watched interviews of other people as well. You know, even some artists where they're like, you know, I don't speak my cultural language. And people make me feel bad. They try to say I'm not from there. And I'm like, how are you going to tell me what I'm fr- where I'm from? Or another issue is like, oh, my parents born me in, you know, as we people call it, a Western nation. And they're like, you know, mainly for like foreigners. And be like, oh, no, you're not, you're not this because you were born in the UK because you was born in Canada. You were born in the Netherlands. And it's like, you're not... You can't tell somebody what they are. You're not going to tell me what I am. That's for a fact. So you cannot tell somebody they're less of a African, an Asian, and a Hispanic because they were born in a Western nation. Like, that's disrespectful. You know, especially if, they, if they're proud of their culture, they take their culture with them. Their parents, for the most part, try to uh, instill the culture in them. You know, who who is some random person to tell you, because most likely they're going to be random, or somebody you just meet to tell you, oh, you're not, you're not worthy of this culture, of our culture, because you're not authentic, because you didn't grow up on the motherland. It's like, no, you're not, you're not going to disrespect me. So, 
If you want to learn a culture, I'll say do research. Don't be ignorant. Don't just take what people say. Try to meet people. With today's day and age, we have social media. What I would do, sounds a little weird. I don't DM them. I DM a couple. Put their flag. If you learn the flag, put the flag emoji of the country you're interested in or even your country, and you'll see everyone who has it in their bio. And if it's an open page, if it's a, a public page for dedicated to the culture, you can follow it. You can look at the post. You know, um, Instagram does translate. A lot of apps uh, translate for you. You can copy and paste if you really do care to learn. Because every day we have the opportunity to learn. And learning about culture is one of the best things ever. It's one of my favorite pastimes, you know, because growing up in America, you meet people from different backgrounds. And so you always have to be prepared, you know, you always have to be open minded because something from my culture they might not like and something from their culture I might not like and something from American culture, you know, which is a melting pot we might not like as well. And, um, that's one thing I learned in anthropology when I took my anthropology class. So you have to be very open to people's culture, and you have to respect it. You don't have to practice it. You don't have to really apply it to your life, but you do have to respect it because someone else is respecting your culture, and uh, you'll be surprised. You know, I found a Korean Afrobeat artist, threw a lot of people off when I sent them the link. But yeah, you'll be surprised. I remember in sixth grade, there was a girl played a, we were, it was a, we learned about the um, Chinese culture. And I remember she played a Chinese rapper. Until today, I still know the video and I know the chorus from years ago from that uh, Chinese rapper. Because I was so um, amazed when she played it in class, uh, our history class. And so, yeah, I was I was blown away. We were all blown away that there was, and it was a, a multiracial class as well, that there was a girl rapping. You probably she was going hard in Mandarin. And it's like, what? So she did a, she did a great job. Till now, I still go and search that video because it amazes me. And if you know me, I have a catalog of music from different countries, different continents, because there's so many continents. So, yeah, from different countries, and it's all beautiful. And even though even though it might be English, there's Australian English, there's a British English, or a Scottish English, there's American English, there's Canadian English. Even though they might sound the same at some point, but the experience, what they're going through in that country, it gives you an insight. So I would advise that, you know, music and reading. And if music isn't really for you, because there's people like that, just read, read. I'm telling you, you will enjoy yourself or watch a YouTube video. But that's all I can say for today. I hope you enjoyed this, this podcast. I enjoyed it myself. Anyways, have a good day.